namesake tower and everyone is asleep. Everyone including fluent Aldhark, the charming if unreliable young man who takes the night shift watching the teleportation circle. Fluent doesn't mean to fall asleep, but something about the magic of this room soothes him and gives him the most vivid of dreams. Just as he is getting cosy, hoping to relive last night's dream about the meerkat dancing troupe, he sees the room getting brighter through his eyelids. <laughs> you like that one? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, He opens his eyes to see an unusual glow coming from the circle. Normally, when someone is coming or going, there is a fairly bright white light. But tonight, it's a soft orange glow. And unless he is dreaming, the room is starting to get warmer. The young Aldhark knows this is beyond his skill set, and he must wake more important people. Fortunately, the tower is prepared for this, and he reaches for the emergency bell. It's been at least six years... (laughs) Grow up. Um, it's been at least six years <laughs> since this thing has been run. <laughs> Grow up. <laughs> and so Fluin blows up. The- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. This is intentional at this point. Fucking he's doing, he's doing it on purpose. Uh, let's start that one again. <clears throat> The young Aldhark knows this is beyond his skill set. <laughs> Why was that funny? It's like it's watching those one of those, this point. Watching one of those timid little things and they you know, you first whip it out and they don't know what to do with the size of it. Oh god. Right. You go. The young Aldhark. The young Aldhark knows this is beyond his skill set and he must wake more important people. Which he does. A few minutes later, Fluin is joined by Crowan Valharo and a gaggle of onlookers. As Crone walks through the door, he starts to ask what the bloody hell is going on, but soon sees the orange glow and feels the heat emanating, which is now <laughs> Have you unintentionally written softcore pornography? Yeah, this is getting, this is spicy, like... I thought it was going to come is... from the fan fiction, not from us. <laughs> Crowan says, that's a big one. To which, to which says... I didn't get any of that. <laughs> Sorry, a bad big one. <coughs> uh, I don't know whether any of this is staying in, but anyway. He's going to re-record this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a few minutes later, Fluin is joined by Crown Belharrow and a gaggle of onlookers. 
As Crane walks through the door, he starts to ask what the bloody hell is going on, but soon sees the orange glow and feels the heat emanating, which is now more than a little balmy. His assistants ask Crone what is going on, but they are met with silence as the mage paces around the room investigating the circle. Even he has never seen anything like this and is unnerved by the whole affair. The temperature is becoming more and more uncomfortable and Crowen ushers everyone out, including himself, to get some relief from the heat. Now standing in the hallway, eyes fixated on the light creeping out from under the door, Crowen starts telling everyone around him that this could be serious, that something terrible could be coming through or that the circle itself could be imploding. He is telling them they must, as a matter of urgency, wake the rest of the tower and issue a message of fight or flight. But just as he is relaying this, the light beyond the door blinks out, and he could swear he heard a, a slight hiss as if gas were escaping a container. There is silence coming from the other, so other side of the door now. Crone waits for a short time to see if anything happens, and when it does not, he reaches for the handle with one hand, while the other is outstretched, prepared to blast any monster, monster on the other side. Swinging back the door, Crowen tensely takes in the contents of the room. The light and the heat have gone, and to the untrained eye, it all looks the same as any other night. All except the gnome, lying on the floor, naked. Crowen calls out to the intruder, and when he gets no response, he approaches cautiously. Once up close, he realises the man on his floor is someone who had left the tower less than a day ago. He is relieved and lets down his guard, only to be confused at how at how he would have got to another teleportation circle in such a quick time. Also, is there something different about his appearance? What was that orange glow? Why all the heat? Soon, the gnome stirs, and the harpers rally round to get him some clothes and food. Crowen sits with the, surprise, uh, with the surprise visitor, and they spend the next couple of hours discussing where the gnome has been. Nessus, the plane of fire. Crowen has heard of this place, and knows its danger, but has never heard of anyone going, let alone returning. He is unable to help the man understand how or why he is back, nor is he able to explain how he was only gone for an hour. What Crowen and the other tower inhabitants can do is clothe him, give him rations and a weapon, and provide a fast horse so the man can catch up with his party mates. Almost exactly 24 hours after leaving the tower for the first time, the gnome is snuck out again. He thanks Crowen, vows to return one day to pay them back for their good deeds, and sets off at full pace for Silvery Moon. If he can ride all day, and only sleep for a couple of hours, he may be able to make it to them before they do something stupid. Davoff, you now found yourself in the grounds of a house with your party mates who have done something stupid. The woman is now looking at you. The entire fight has been brought to a pause as your bright white light and your return has confused matters. She looks at you and says... Nice to meet you, Derek. I still don't know who you are. And I'd rather you left my grounds. Um, yeah, if you let my friends go, I'm sure we can come to an agreement. Well, it's not a case of letting them go, is it? They entered my property. And at the look of you and the fact they were in my carriage house in the middle of the night, I suspect we're in the process of robbing me. Is that a fair assumption? I don't know, just got here, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, I'm not I'm sure you can appreciate I can't just let matters like that lie. Well, I, I don't know if you just witnessed what happened, but I literally just came back to life in a big flash of white amazingness. Um I would suggest you maybe think about 
what you want to do next. Where, sorry, where's where's this conversation taking place? This is basically on the driveway. You and you, you, Greg, and the two creatures are up uh, up on top of the roof of the carriage house, um, <laughs> just lollygagging at this point, not really doing anything. Um, Dweezil is sat on Quinch. Um, they, so Dweezil, Dweezil and Quinch probably don't even know this is going on actually, because the upstairs was boarded boarded up. So they might hear some voices. They probably don't know Dweezil, uh, don't know Davos back. Um, and probably don't know what's going on in terms of the conversation. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll so, say to the lady, like, you go back inside, and next time you come out, we'll be gone. With my items or without? I, I have no idea what items you're talking about, but I, I don't see many other options for you at the moment. Um, perhaps your fellows can uh, join you and we can hash this out. Um, I'll call everyone down. Just say, I'm back. And do you want to come down? We can agree on something. Okay. Does Greg... Dweezil yeah, and Quinch actually know you're there? Or do they just kind of hear a voice getting shouted? Like, uh, I'll literally just shout, I think. Yeah, I, I, th- I think the conversation that was just being had there would probably have been, you know, uh, at normal speaking volume. I suspect upstairs they probably, you know, Dweezil's probably wrestling somewhat with Quinch, um, so they might not be able to hear. I did appear in a big blinding white light as well. But the upstairs, if you you may not remember, but the upstairs of the carriage house is all boarded up windows, so any light probably wouldn't have made its way into yeah, the into the well, upstairs. You got the you got the one that I smashed out to get on the roof. I think. That is very true, actually. And if I remember correctly, it was it was one of the front ones, maybe. Uh... I don't recall actually. No, it would have been one of the back ones. But but we'll say it, it was. So yeah, I guess I guess there would have been a white light upstairs. So um Dweezil then. I I will I'll put it given you you've got the upper hand on this little tete a tete. I well I, I I can't get off Quinch. As far as I'm concerned, Quinch is still a danger. I'm grappling Quinch. Um and I, I I've got no reason to even if I heard a voice that sounded very much like Daboff, I think I'd be like I'd be inclined to assume it's some kind of trick, because we've seen that there's magic at play. I'm not just going to suddenly jump up from Quinch and go, "Hooray, Daboff's home!" and then you know take him his slippers. <laughs> um, Does Daboff look the same? Like obviously I can see him because I'm on the roof, right? Um. <clears throat> Like looking is that, down, is that a haircut? Well, no, I'm just thinking that we kind of, you know, burnt his body to to embers. So from where from where you are still on the roof, he looks he looks the same. Uh, it's like I mean, slightly different in the sense that last time you would have seen him, he would have had a goncho and all of his stuff. At the moment, he's he's returned with essentially just like a just like a tunic or something like that. He's he's fairly sort of basically dressed. Um, and I brought a third horse back, so now yeah. I have three horses. <laughs> <laughs> I'll even let you name that one if you want to. Uh, Graham. There we go. Graham. He signs of Vin. Well, there's there's no weasel. No. I mean, I think I'm, I'm... that I would be, or Greg would be, really confused by this. So he's going to turn around to Krill, who's the only other person on the roof of him. Krill. Do my eyes deceive me in their old age? 
or is that down there Daboff? It looks very much like him, but I'm sure he died. Uh, <coughs> yeah, Krill, Krill peers over the edge. Um, how how high up is this roof? Uh, it's probably about 20 foot, something like that. Oh, is 20 foot too high to jump down from? Yeah. yeah. You can do 10, can't you? Yeah. You can climb down. There's like a, you, you can theoretically, you know, there is actually like a hatch that you climb through to get to the, the roof anyway. So you could. That's a bit of a long winded just... way about it. Nah, Greg is going to hop on Smaug and he's just going to kind of grab <laughs> Leave Krill, Krill and toss him onto the back of the broomstick <laughs> like they do with like motorcycles Greg, or horses. Greg just picking up Krill and just throwing <laughs> him on the back. Uh, yeah. Well, while this is going on, by the way, the lady has sort of turned around and indicated to the two creatures, sort of like just to leave you be. Yeah. So you're not gonna. I've I've been I've been tossed by Greg um, on his broom. Okay, so you you both fly down and approach Daboff. Oh, running! Oh, yeah, undoubtedly. picking him up, hug. You know, like very fit when you um when you edit this later luke can you add some like really magical music um pick him up embrace spin for a bit because because i want to um and then i just hold him and just look at him like is it really you i say that is it really you so like the scene in avengers endgame when scott uh, sees cassie for the first time and he hugs hugs her and then holds her back and looks at her face no, not like that. Um, it's not like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, yeah, so as I described, um, <laughs> is it really you, I say again? Um, I'm going to take this opportunity to test something. Um, can I pick Pocket Krill? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's you, all right. <laughs> You, you may at um, at advantage because he's somewhat distracted. Uh, and while that's going on... But, if, okay, um... okay, but before you say at advantage... <laughs> 29. Dis- <laughs> listen, listen. Before you say at advantage because he's distracted, do consider the fact that I have his arms like fully wrapped around. He doesn't have much in the way of movement. If my arm's down by my side, that's right where your pocket would be. <laughs> you're you're up, knee, you're up by my chest. So unless like you pickpocket in my, my chest pockets... Oh, he's got Monty um, feet going on, mate. He's, he's all is that, there. Is that what we call him now? Your chest pockets. <laughs> um, what, uh, while you're up close, while he's doing that, by the way, um, Krill, can you give me a perception advantage, please? Uh, add natural 20 on that one. Um, as you look closer, you can... And as as um, Dabov is um, picking your chest pockets, um, Dabov, what... what what would he see? Um, firstly, his own coin purse. <laughs> Real coin purse or the the other one? Whatever I can grab. I can't even remember what we agreed on now. Um, a slightly leathery, older dab of. You were leathery um, before. I don't think it's possible to be leatherier. <laughs> like a like a well aged ball sack. Um, <laughs> and uh, when, yeah, when one. Slightly red, glowing eye, his right eye. Just one. Just the one. Just the one. Have you turned into cable? Is that basically what's going on? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. 
so yeah, you you see the Davov has gone undergone some plastic surgery, significantly um, more greys. Yeah. Wow. Looks looks the same but different. Looks the same but different. Love this. Hope you're taking notes, um, Sam. Ready to draw. This yeah. must be exciting to to do. Uh, yeah, so that's so. What 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 else happens between you two, lovebirds, or Greg? Well, Greg's did I pick his pocket? Yes, you did. Yeah, you yeah. did. What the fuck? I'm just gonna hold up what I pickpocketed as evidence that it's me, and then hand it back. Obviously, no damage. Curse over. Um, I am gonna look at my own hands as if to say, as if I'm waiting for something. Uh, nothing happens. And wow. Then I look. Um, just a bit pleased. <laughs> An erect. Does your erection poke into his Sorry, abdomen? Just, just quickly. So me, ha- Krill, having having seen this um, and recognising that it is there for Dabov, says, it is you, but, but, you're, but you're different. Something, <laughs> something's changed. Uh, you're, not, cup- you're not dead, for one. <laughs> not last time I checked, but um, yeah couple of decades will do that to a person it's it, it's nice ish to see your face again ish de- decades is how long's a decade <laughs> one decade is 10 years krill okay and and a year no um <laughs> <laughs> 365 sons i think he's killed 365 sons actually <laughs> Um, yeah, Greg's going to saunter over. He's going he's gonna to look at Davoff and he's just going to slap him in the face. And he's going to go, <laughs> <laughs> You had us worried, you old fool. <laughs> uh, it looks like I'm no longer the OAP of the group. <laughs> yeah, I don't actually know how yeah, old you... I am now. Can I, can I offer you a coffee? I guarantee you need it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Uh, I will accept the coffee. Dweezel Quinch, what are we doing about these guys then? Is he just gonna stay there forever? Is, is I mean, if, if I can hear that something's going on, I've heard a voice that sounds like Daboff. Um, is Quinch still like actively trying to? Does, how long does? Well, first of all, he was under Tasha's. So how long does that last? A minute. That's a great question, Nathan. I'm glad you asked. I would, I would, I would suggest if that's only a minute, that's probably done now with the com- conversation. Yeah, a minute. Yeah. Um, so he he's now just back to normal. Quinch, if Quinch says anything or does anything. Um, does Tasha's? Uh, how does Tasha's work in terms of? Was I aware that I was charmed? No, it's not like a charm. So, so I don't remember that I was. Do I remember? So, what? so you're. So just to clarify, you were charmed by the other creatures, and that, and that is still. Under effect, you're still. Oh, the a... Tash. Sorry, I apologise. The Tashes is so, so a laughing. Tashes is a, is a, yeah. It's just a is is just that you were laughing instead of trying to strike at Dweezil or Greg. I think was in the room when you first went in there. Um. So yeah. So you're still theoretically charmed. Well, just realistically, to try and I mean, escape, you... really. Yeah. Try, try and uh, sorry. Um. Try and loosen myself from this grapple, right? Yeah. Okay. So the pair of you will will have a, a grapple off. Yeah. So it's, it's your strength, isn't it, Dweezil? Whereas you get strength uh, or dexterity. Yeah. Which... Uh, a saving throw or no, a check. normal. No, normal. just a straight roll. Uh, Nineteen on the dice with my minus one is eighteen. 
I'm going to roll my metal dice, which my wife Ooh. got me for Christmas for the first time ever. It's, it's the first time that she ever got you those for Christmas. Natty T. Natty T. Tw- 26. Na- uh, 23. Natty T. Let the record state. I'm just showing it on camera. Just watch that it's not moving. Natty T. Very nice. Yeah, Can't really see it. Yeah. Well Can't really see it, but, so, but it is an AT. I'll have to tell so Claire you, that. Was that strength? <laughs> was that strength or um? She's going to be that strength or dexterity. You were using strength. So you managed to just power out of this this dweezil bear hug, um, and now you're confronted with your the two best friends. Um, yeah, I need to de- decapitate dweezil. So yeah, I'll, um, I'll probably I'll, do, um, I'll probably kill him. Um, I nah, wish Krill was watching because then he'd realise how easy it was for me to put Quinch down. <laughs> well, it's nothing you haven't already done to Krill oh, anyway. Good point. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm. Despite everything going on, I am pretty worse for wear, like battered. Oh well, well these two. Are... Oh, I'll heal you once I've finished trying to not die. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you, you, you two in particular, if you can roll me an initiative. Oh God, really? Right, yeah. let's do it, Michael. Come well, well, I'll rephrase that. Assuming, right. assuming that Quinch is lashing out, is Quinch actually lashing out? Well, yeah. I mean, well, what, what does the escaping from the grapple does that constitute an action or anything? Yeah, but we that's that was now last... you, yeah, right. Okay, fine. assuming you're now good. going for it. Great, this is good. Nine for initiative for Dweezil. I can't actually tell what number this is. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's, that one. Honestly, it's the letter S. Uh, <laughs> it must be a five. <laughs> it must be a five. It's not. It's not. The, it, it's a five. Yeah. So anyway, so six with the initiative. Right. Okay. So Dweezil gets first dibbins. Um, I'm gonna. Uh, or is I mean, it I two? Want, I want. To, I, I kind of want to put him on his ass again. Um, but I don't want to use another spell slot on him, so I might just. Shall I just? Shall I just kill you? Uh, no, no, I, I don't. No, I wouldn't. Have, I don't think um, that will. Just find some sort of way to. He's, he's got that... that thing. If you kill him, he bounces back with one hit point. No, that's that's you. What's right? <laughs> Would I? I don't know the spell that's done it. Like I'm wondering if I could do something to him. Is it gonna? Like if I hurt him, would it just trick him? You know, get him out of it. I know what I'm gonna do. That's what you do with amnesiacs, and you just yeah. bounce him on the red. Um, Quinch, can you make me a wisdom saving throw, please? Six. Okay. Uh, you just taken five psychic damage. Yeah, that seems fair. As I, I probably, I've vicious mockeryed him. I probably just say, "Quinch, what are you doing, you big blue bell end?" And that I think serves as a, a vicious mockery. Then, as a bonus action, I will heal him. Uh, <laughs> don't, be, don't be silly. Um, say something nice to him, so it really fucks with. Can I see? It's negging, isn't it? <laughs> Slag him off and then yeah, he him. knows I'll be back for more. Can I see <laughs> the exit from the room? Is like the is the trap door open? 
Uh, no, it's not open, but you know that it's. Uh, no, it is open to like because I think you did you you saw through to see Krill and healed him last session. So yeah, it is open. Uh, but but there but there isn't anyone up there. They've all flown down. No, now. to get down back downstairs. Or was it stairs that we yeah, came up? There were stairs. So the room was set up. So you obviously have you've got a a, a, a window that's smashed in that you can go through. You've got a, a doorway that leads down the stairs and out through the front of the. Yeah. Um, well, actually, the the front was locked. Oh no, it was open. She she opened it. She, so yeah, you can get out the front of the downstairs, or you can go straight up into the um, uh, onto the roof. I'll think I'll oh, I think I'll leg it downstairs away from Quinch, and I'm presuming he'll take a swing at me as I go. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I'll have to. Where, where are the people that I'm actually defending? So- <clears throat> Just just before you do that, um, if you could roll me a wisdom saving throw, please. Another Which... wizzy sieves. Five. <laughs> uh, you continue to be charmed. Good. Um, so as Dweezil runs away from you, obviously you should have done this first, actually. Yeah, you get a, an attack of opportunity if you wish to take one. Right, here we go. Let's go for this. Uh, Cole. Oh, we had the good rolls for the attack. No, I'm gonna, uh, I've rolled a 16, but I'm going to inspiration it. <laughs> to make it negative. To make it negs. You could have just... No, 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 it doesn't work. It... I don't know if anyone's ever done that, but yeah, I'm going to allow it. Okay. Uh, does he not have to pick the highest, the highest still? I, I don't know. I don't, oh, just, really? Just hit me. Well, I've rolled 18 anyway, so it's a better roll. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I now don't have my inspiration. So 24 hits. Okay, I've rolled shit. That's good, at least. Uh, Four? No. Four, five, six, seven. Seven. I had four hit points left, so I am dead. Thank you, Quentin. No, I'm not. I was on full hit points. Uh, Seven damage. Hmm. Right, I might stop running down the stairs and attack him again. No. No. Yeah, well, yeah I was gonna say. I was gonna say. You, you, you. Obviously, that was your react. That you were running away. So I don't know if you want to move, Dweezil. I appreciate rather than messing around with the map. If you can just show on the map where Dweezil would have gone down to. I think the stairs ended basically just there. Anyway. I would love to do that, Nathan. Oh, you're not on the map. No. Yeah, of course you're not on the map. That's why. Of course. So of course. I, I just want to be very clear to listeners to ex- explain in very clear terms what oh, happened what? there. To, to I rolled a five to avoid. To, to try and not be charmed and attack my 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 friends and esteemed uh, party members, uh, and then I then I, you know, wanted to miss on an attack roll, and I rolled a sixteen and an eighteen. It's just mm-hmm. it's disgust, disgust. It makes me feel physically ill. <laughs> okay. Cool. Um, all right then. Uh, it's your now. It is now actually your turn. So that was an attack of opportunity. So it's your turn, Quinch. So you, do you chase after Dweezil to hit him again? Sorry, right. sorry. Where are these people I'm defending? Uh, they are outside. Um, oh, they're outside. They have, yeah, they've they've actually let's move them on the map. They they would have moved down to to the to the lady. Well, I'm just gonna so, I, can I, and I can see this um, Gregor Mel hole in the roof, or is that on a different level? Well, um, no, it's in the roof. It's, the window, it's basically yeah. Yeah, there's the, yeah this this window here is blasted through, um, and there's a hatch just there. Okay, I'll, up, straight up. I'll fly out and yeah, just follow the people I'm defending. Okay, and just land. So you're now. Can I? Do I have enough movement to land on the ground beneath them? Uh, dashing. Probably. If you're dashing, then yeah, you can get to. Let's put you there. Let's do that. Okay. Right. So I'm, I'm sort of at the corner of the building, in front of the people I'm defending, and sort of guarding them. Yeah. 
Um, okay, okay. So you get down there. Um, Dweezil is behind you, so to speak, because he's still in the he's still in the building. Although it is Dweezil's turn on the initiative. I don't know what you want to do as as you as you get downstairs, um, Dweezil. You see the the doors to the carriage house are now open, which I don't think they were last time you were downstairs. Um, obviously, there's the carriages taking up the, the centre portion, um, and you see this the, the woman stood essentially in the middle of the doorway. Um, actually, yeah, she, she she still stood there. Um, so you can obviously awkwardly pass by if you wish to. Um, given you two are not fighting, I'll take you out of initiative for the time being. As as Weasel has sorry, as Quinch has, has run away. Um, yeah. So as you as you. Is it what do you want to do, Dweezil? Right. Assuming um, that I can push past her. Yeah, she she sort of as as she hears you coming down the stairs, she sort of turns round um, and gives you a look and just sort of goes, "Oh, there's an there's another one." I will, as I come down, uh, as I come down the stairs and approach the door, I'm assuming I will see Derek slash Dab off, and then yeah. I will use my dash action to get. Uh, to said, yeah, I mean you're out of yeah. you're out of um, get, combat, yeah. so to speak, at the moment. Anyway, to, so to the gnome. <laughs> and what do you do once you're in front of the gnome? Um, I think I, I you know, it's, it's disbelief, isn't it? You know, we we all absolutely believed that he was dead. I was incredibly confused because I thought I'd made some kind of deal. Um. So it's all. I just realised you shaved your eyebrows off, <laughs> <laughs> cut your hair, got high. Oh God, yeah, I shaved my eyebrows off. Yeah. <laughs> Can't tell if he looks surprised he looks really... or not. Yeah, I was gonna. Say... Oh, he's took the joke. <sighs> Sorry. Um. Yeah, just completely um, overwhelmed by. I mean, I've just. Had a fight with Quinch. Now I've seen Daboff back, looking different, and probably as as awash with emotions and confusion as I was when I um, fisted the mushrooms down me gob a few days earlier. Um, yeah, uh, I think Dweezil will probably just collapse to his knees in tears. Oh. At, the enor- at the enormity of the situation and the confusion, and not knowing what's happening, like uh, I'm do- is it? I don't know whether this is him. I don't know what's going on. But I mean, you just you just been fighting your best mate, even though he was charmed. That's yeah. probably playing on your mind yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah, Davos yeah. going to hug him and just say, "It's all right. It'll grow back. It'll be fine." <laughs> <laughs> what they chopped you? The what they chopped the they chopped they chopped it off. <laughs> and it grows <Hey>. back. <laughs> um, as as this is all ha- happening, you you dweezil behind you hear the the crunch of foot on on gravel, um, and the woman starts walking towards you, and she goes, "Well, isn't this lovely? Um, just a, a wonderful, touching scene of I don't care who the hell any of you are. Can you please leave my property, and in particular, leave the items that you came to steal if you did indeed take them." Uh, we didn't actually steal anything, did we? Uh, Greg did. Greg Lies. did get inside the box. He didn't none, get no, anything. <laughs> none, none, of you know that Greg was doing this on his not his, not his own, but you, everything else was going on while he was 
he was um, stealing the stuff. So... Let the viewers also appreciate the the wry smirk on Mike's face. There was uh, <laughs> was quite the picture. Let me say it's, it's not as easy as just leaving, though, is it? Because this is not this is not an ordinary heist. This is the the Daboff Memorial heist. We were doing this. We were doing this in in his name. This was our. Who are you talking to when you say that? Are you talking to me? Or... Uh, this is Stuart speaking, rather than Dweezil. Dweezil's not suddenly narrating. Um, but we're not. We weren't doing this heist for personal reasons. You know, personal reasons or for for personal gain. We were doing it because this was uh, this was what Daboff had come to this pl- was wanted to come to this place for. Um, I suppose what I'll do is I will convey all of that that I just said that Stuart just said. Dweezil conveys that to Daboff just through a kind of sad look. So as if to say, you know, this is the this was your this was basically your funeral. We were doing we were doing this for you know, some people sometimes they build a statue to commemorate a, a, a hero who's died. We decided to rob someone's car. <laughs> I have a bit of a plan. The um I'm still holding you up, like squeezing you. So I just I whisper, whisper it to me. Um, no, I'm just going to say out loud um, to the other guys with a bit of a, a knowing look. So say, wh- where's where's the other one? Is he, is he still inside? You know, the owl. Is he still in there? Are you, are you saying that? To, just to the group. To the just like, where's what happened to the, owl. the other one? The owl with a bit, bit of yeah, a wink. Was... Oh, yes. Nope. The owl. Um, yes, he's still inside. Shall I go get him? Yes. Get just, the owl. I'm going to then make my way slowly, seeing what the lady does towards the barn. Uh, inside the barn. Am I carrying you? Or... I'll, I'll go on my own. You can <laughs> stay here, just to show that we're not in good faith that I'm coming down. back. I'll, I'll put you down. Or okay, so you're walking towards the carriage house, yeah? Yeah, I say to the other guys, you stay here. So that she can see what you're doing, and I'll go fetch the owl. Okay. Assuming so... that he wasn't in sight, I haven't. He hasn't been in sight yet. I have a fucking clue what you're talking about. If I wanted, there wasn't. There was an owl that appeared before before Dabov. Oh, I was busy. Returned. Well, yeah, you were the, you were the guy that saw him. Um, but anyway. Um, so Is you, she you allowing start... me to go into the barn? Is... Yeah. So I was going to say, you, you start walking up, and and. Um, you pass her. She's she's actually moved up a little bit. She's obviously walked up to sort of about here-ish. Um, she lets you past her, but as but she keeps an eye on you as you're sort of like she sort of swivels watching you as you go behind her. Um, and just as she, you get up to the door, um, she sort of looks to the the creature essentially stood by the doorway and just sort of like sort of shakes her head, and he sort of steps in front of you, and she just says. Um, no, I did say if you could leave the property, there's no need for you to go back inside there, is there? My owl, I've already established this. I'm not leaving an owl behind. Oh, okay, well, uh, we can search for an owl. Is it just a, a standard owl, is it? Yes, it's a, bit a of a special normal owl. sized owl that we obviously we, we, a barn owl. Come on, <laughs> yeah, real angry, nasty thing. Just it, it won't like you. Okay, so she looks to the, the other creature stood next to Quinch and sort of nods her head. The creature looks to to Quinch and says, "Fetch the owl." Uh, you say, uh, "Does my charmed state means that I understand what that means?" 
Um, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, assuming that you, you understood what Dabov meant by going inside to get an owl. Okay, 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 I understand, I understand. Yes, I'm going to go inside and get the owl, because it Jeez. is as you declare it. And just to <laughs> clarify, where is the owl? Probably upstairs just to be clear am i where i am on the map where i've just moved to is that where i am uh yeah i'm gonna say to quinch probably upstairs then i just to be clear neither sam nor crew has a fucking clue what's going on (laughs) (laughs) i'm intrigued as well but carry on so dad bob's basically stood just at the front of the barn and i'm gonna walk past him and go inside and get the owl (laughs) Yeah. yeah upstairs um while soon as quinch goes through the door can mm-hmm. I look back at the group who are now conveniently far enough away um, and sort of give them a look as if to say, shall, what are we doing? Shall I or shan't I? That's a lot to convey with a singular look. Oh, great. <laughs> as if to say, like, are we, are we fighting or are we just going peacefully? What's the plan? Uh, so, uh, Krill does the whole, like, nah, because I'm nearly dead. Um, sort of look that one you know that look that someone gives you when they're like let's not do that because I'm nearly dead that one imagine right, that right. I know but the, the whole band's back together we should play uh, an encore yeah that's fine I'm, presumably yeah. you guys can kind of like whisper to each other I'm not exactly the leader of the pack if, some, if you don't start fighting I'll probably join in I mean, uh, this, Greg's hand is definitely uh, glowing red and fiery right now. You you can it's, heal it's, outside of uh, battle, right? Outs- we're outside of initiative, right? You could you could just heal. Yeah, I, I I I I would I would allow a quick buff, a little short rest, <laughs> <laughs> short rest. <laughs> if you're allow- if you'll allow me a quick buff, can you just chuck me that fan fiction you read out of the start? <laughs> <laughs> Um, can I send a message to uh, Dweezil and just say, shall I or shan't I? I mean, I'd, I'd be more inclined to fight if I wasn't on the hit points I was on. I'm guessing I can see that Krill is quite battered. I yeah, assume it's visual. Yeah. Visibly battered. So I'm going to send a message to, using the message cantrip, um, to Dweezil, say, I'll, like, are you ready to heal him? And I'll kick things off. But you can reply via message, I think. Well, I suppose I can. I mean, if Nate's happy for us to to do a quick buff, in answer to your, are we doing this or not, um, I'll just do this really loudly and angrily. Well, words will not suffice with grievous wounds transpiring. My touch will palliate the pain. Healthful, fit and thriving as I burped halfway through it. And I do uh, 20. Oh. Healing, cure, oh, wound, cure wounds at third level. Well, back in the fight. Um, seeing, let's go. Um, like as soon as he started with the healing spell, Dabov was kind of had an action ready, I guess, if it was combat. Um, okay. And I'm going to cast is it Thunder Wave? <laughs> yeah, Thunder Wave. <laughs> yep. Uh, Crow just sort of while this is going on, Crow just sort of looks at Greg and goes, "What sort of fucking owl?" <laughs> I, I have right. no idea what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> Can you all roll me initiative then, please? Thank you so much for listening to Dice and Desire. If you were. Hello, 
Quinch, what are you doing here? I thought I'd help out with the promo. No, Quint, no, come on. You're just going to talk about random place names that don't exist. No, I wasn't. I was going to talk to you about my adventures in Valaquanth. The very best that the Tendering Meadows has to offer. God, if you have to be here, at least read this out. Okay, what have we got here? <clears throat> Leave us a review on Apple or Podchaser. Oh, yeah, it was fine. He's pronounced Apple, but that was fine. Now read this bit. You can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just search Dyson Desire. I'm actually very surprised that was all pronounced correctly. Uh, thanks, Quinch. Thank you guys for listening. Do exactly as Quinch said and help us out in those various ways. And we look forward to sharing another episode with you very soon. Are you looking for a D&D podcast with a dark side? Something more like Game of Thrones and less like Monty Python? Tale of the Manticore is part dark fantasy audio drama, part solo D&D RPG. There's no plot armor here. The dice make all the important decisions. Join me as I resurrect the excitement, wonder, and emotion of old school D&D. Made for a mature audience, Tale of the Manticore is both a fiction and a game. It's the story where chaos rolls.